2015, I had a business coach telling me to do one thing in expanding my business. I did the opposite because my gut just said, that doesn't feel right. In fact, I'm going to do not more like she recommends. She wanted me to do more live events. I started doing less live events. And the funny thing is my profits went up and my revenue still went up too. And, and I think that's the key is that it might seem crazy, but if your gut says do something, do it. If your gut says don't do something, don't do it. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. And we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CV Nation architects, those that are looking to level up their organizations. And this month, we are focusing on knowing thy numbers. I could hear the phrases from Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. And if you understand or don't understand exactly what numbers is, think finance, economics, accounting, capital, investment, funding, bootstrapping, anything that's around numbers. So we have to understand how important it is to know your numbers and how important that is for you to forecast, make decisions, and to be able to truly strategize around your business and do that successfully. So things are going to be a little bit different, obviously, this month. So look for CEO hacks and CEO nuggets and interviews that focus around this. But more than everything else, make sure that you know your numbers because they're extremely important to the life of business. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Chris Miles of MoneyRipples.com. Chris, it's awesome to have you on the show. Always, man. Always a pleasure. Definitely. Pleasure is all ours, and definitely looking forward to, to hearing more about you and all the awesome things that you're doing. But before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Chris so you can hear about all of those awesome things. And Chris, the cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor, is a leading authority teaching entrepreneurs and professionals how to get their money working for them today. He's an author, podcast host of the Chris Miles Money Show, and has been featured in U.S. News, CNN Money, EO Fire, and has a proven reputation with his company, Money Ripples, getting his clients fast, life-altering financial results. In fact, his personal clients have increased their cash flow by over $200 million in the last 10 years. Chris, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm so excited. Let's do this. Let's do it then. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit here, a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you get started with the business. Yeah. So it's funny because I actually had no intention of going into business other than being a consultant. My whole goal was to become a business consultant, but I figured if I want to do that, shouldn't I have real life business experience? So I was in my, it was in the middle of college. I was just about to get my bachelor's. I decided to drop out with one class to go. It actually wow. wasn't really a class. It was a paper. I just had to create a paper. It was an independent project. Finished that, I get my bachelor's. So I dropped out and said, I'll just take a one-year hiatus, just build some extra experience before I get my master's. The first thing that came up of creating a business was being a financial advisor, not realizing they take anybody off the street. So I, I said, hey, let's do this. Great. It's commission only. So really, I was thrown into being an entrepreneur right from the get-go. The thing is, I ended up liking being an entrepreneur. 
because I want to control my destiny. I want to control my freedom. And that was really my motivation. I didn't want somebody else to tell me what hours I need to work and how much money I can or cannot make. So I actually stayed dropped out of college, never went back. Although I did try once after I had retired when I was 28 and they said, sorry, you're going to have to take a year and a half of school. I said, for a, a bachelor's in sociology, no, thank you. That's not worth it. So I stayed dropped out. But uh, that's the thing as I started going on that journey, I did that for four years as the traditional mainstream advisor, um, realized that people that were doing that, following that advice, including advisors themselves, were never financially free. So I left that, started following what other like business owners and real estate investors people were doing. And then I was actually able to retire myself when I was 28. Nice. Absolutely love that. And now you're giving all the the keys to the car, so to speak, or keys to Uh to all the knowledge away to so many people. But I I think that's so, you know, true about so many people where you don't actually become financially free. You hear that this is the way to do it, but you don't really have that knowledge and information on how exactly to make that come to fruition. So I appreciate you for for creating so much opportunity for people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I touched a little bit upon what people can find on your site. Could you talk a little bit more about that, how you serve your clients and also what we can find and listen to on your podcast? Yeah. So now I'm in the semi-retirement mode, right? I can never fully retire because nobody wants me to. But <laughs> So I just do a couple of things part-time. I, one, I, I do consulting. I actually help clients figure out ways to get out of the rat race, retire early and do it generally outside of the stupid stock market and things like that. But whether it's in real estate or wherever it might be getting them to be financially free and out of the rat race where they work because they want to, not because they have to. And that, and that even includes business owners. Because the thing is, we, we, we think we have a business, right? Paint ourselves into a job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the thing is like, how do we free ourselves from that, the shackles of that business even to where we, we work by choice, not by necessity. Yeah. And that's absolutely huge because I think so many times, especially if you're passionate about what you start as far as your business, you Mm -hmm. really love what you're doing. But as you said, sometimes it can quickly turn into that job that you want to get away from, but you can't even fire yourself. So you get stuck by, I love how you're able to help people free themselves no matter where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And can you talk a little bit more about what you, what we can find and listen to on your podcast too? Yeah, my podcast, it just goes into that. Like your show, it's pretty quick. I try to keep about 20 minute episodes, but it's really all about changing your mindset around what you what you think about money is true, right? Because everything we've been taught about money with the mainstream media and everything is completely false. It's really just brilliant marketing is what it is. Like mm-hmm. banks and these financial institutions that want you to throw money with them forever. And, and it kind of brings me back to when I was a, the traditional financial advisor. I remember I met with a brother-in-law of mine who his family had become self-made millionaires, right? Like his dad, I remember, was it was so awesome. His dad had actually, 19, in the 1960s, he was homeless at age 16. He ran away from home. And then when he was 18, he was able to go to Georgia and convince Chrysler to start the first Chrysler dealership in the state of Utah. And, and the cool thing is, by the time he was 21, he was a millionaire. And in the 1960s, being a millionaire was a lot bigger than being a millionaire now. It's not hard to be a millionaire now, right? But then he was actually able to be a millionaire by the age of 21. And so I remember I went to go talk to my brother-in-law. I was like, I'm going to put on my best suit. I'm going to prepare, like overly prepare to show him why mutual funds is the place to invest, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I went into him and I gave him my nice little 45-minute spiel, little PowerPoint presentation I made just for him. And uh, I even brought the best guy from my office to back me up so you know we could try to convince him that he's wrong. And uh, by the end of it, my brother-in-law said, okay, let me get this straight. You have 10,000 bucks that if I just gave you $10,000 to play with, you're saying you can make me 12% or that's 1200 bucks a year. So there's no guarantees. 
But yeah, that's what's done since 2000 BC. So yeah, pretty much like 1200 bucks. Wouldn't that be awesome? He's like, now, Chris, I can take the same 10 grand and, and I have a big, he has a semi-truck business, right? He's like, I can buy a semi-truck. If you do a down payment with 10 grand on a semi-truck, turn around a few months later, flip it and make $30,000. So Chris, why would I invest my money with you? And I was like, you should be diversified. Like you shouldn't pull your eggs in one basket. You should put more money in other places, like the things I offer you, the things that I can sell you. Right. And that's when I realized I was a salesman in a suit, right? That, that's really all I was that financial advisors are not financial experts by any way, shape or form. Ask a financial advisor if they've ever been able to retire off of the investments, not off the commissions they're earning off of you, but actually the investments they're recommending and you won't find them. I guarantee it. Like it's so rare you'll find somebody and you just because they made so many millions of dollars in their in their business from sales and then they just throw it in some crappy account that pays them a little bit of interest piddly interest right but the truth is as a business owner you have the greatest opportunity for wealth possible right there are other things almost everything outside of what financial advisors offer is better than what they offer so you could actually create more freedom doing it that way and that's really what my show and, and all my stuff my website and everything goes into Nice. I definitely appreciate that. And and I think so many times as you kind of reference, and we definitely know as entrepreneurs and business owners, you want to have ownership. You want to have freedom. That's why you create it. That's why you put your blood, sweat, and tears into everything that you do. And you quickly find out that you're listening to the marketing, as you said, and the sales, right. not so much the I don't want to know if I want to say logic, but just that information that we sometimes aren't aware of. So I appreciate you for creating that that information, that knowledge and that awareness in so many different ways for people. Absolutely. Awesome. So what would you consider to be what I call your secret sauce, which is the thing you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? It could be for yourself or your business. Yeah, they're one of the same in some ways, shape or form. Definitely with my business, you just won't find people that are telling people to do the opposite and actually create real results where they become free. And part of my gift that I have is, is I've always been good at finding patterns and seeing things. I remember in fourth grade, we're doing our little multiple times tables. And, uh, and we got to the 10 times table. And I remember as I was going through it, I saw the pattern and I raised my hand to the teacher and it was a quiet test. And I was like, I just have to add a zero behind all these numbers. She's like, shh, don't tell the rest of the class. And she'd make them do zero times six this. And then trying to do the whole long multiplication way. I'm like, screw that. I'm like, I'm going, no, I'm just getting this thing done. Hand it in. And that's kind of what it's been like for me. Like I'm really good at finding resources, finding the potential and the money and saying, how can we make this create more. I get so many people, even business owners that have cash that's sitting around, whether in their business or at home, they're like, what do I do with this? Because I don't trust these stupid financial advisors in the stock market because I really, if I'm going to invest in a company, it's going to be my own, right? And so what do I do with this money? And, and that's the thing that's so much fun is that you, there's so many options to actually create those multiple streams of passive income to create freedom. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? It may not be an app or anything because I'm low tech, but I'll tell you the the number one book that I listen to, I can say I don't I don't read books, I just use Audible. So there there is an app I do use, but on app, on Audible, there's a there's a great book called The Pumpkin Plan, which is by Mike Michalowicz. So if you've heard of Profit First, which he's most famous for, right? Great book. But he has another follow-up book that's lesser known called The Pumpkin Plan. And this is what changed my business in 2015 because I started becoming more active, right? Like I had to retire a second time in 2016. To do that, I had to cut off all the crap that was there. 
And, and the pumpkin plan is really about that. It's finding those core activities that drive the majority of your revenue. Who are the best clients and everything and feed the crap out of that. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And that could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. The biggest thing I would say is follow your gut, right? Trust your intuition. Even if it goes against advice you've gotten from mentors, business coaches or whatever, because I'll tell you that 2015, I had a business coach telling me to do one thing in expanding my business. I did the opposite because my gut just said, that doesn't feel right. In fact, I'm going to do not more like she recommended. She wanted me to do more live events. I started doing less live events. And the funny thing is my profits went up and my revenue still went up too. And, and I think that's the key is that it might seem crazy, but if your gut says do something, do it. If your gut says don't do something, don't do it. Follow that despite whatever logic you might hear out there. Yeah. And I love that. And in so many different aspects that we talked about in your story, how you've been able to do that. And I think so many times we feel like we should be doing everything. And especially in entrepreneurial form, a lot of times you're by yourself, so to speak, because you're going against the grain. And sometimes that's the uncomfortable part. But a lot of people that become free and become wealthy, however we define that, are because they go against the grain and they try something new. That's right. Yeah. It's and that's fine. We're entrepreneurs. We go against the grain anyways, because we don't <laughs> want the freaking W-2 job. We want to create a different life that other people don't have. And if you're, if you follow that gut, that intuition, I'm telling you like that will pay you more money than almost any, any advice you're going to get out there. Yeah, I absolutely appreciate that. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Chris, what does being a CEO mean to you? To me, being a CEO means the buck stops here, right? Like ultimately everything rolls up, whether you succeed or fail, it's really up to you. You have that control, that ownership. And as a CEO, you got to speak different languages. You got to be able to speak the language of marketing. You got to be able to speak the language of operations. You got to be able to speak the language of finance. You got to speak the language of just about everything, right? You got to understand all your departments, but you don't have to be the expert in all of it. And so you really are that visionary. You are that person that's helping to move forward that vision and that, and that, that, that passion, that that real vision of the company and what you're trying to create and when you're trying to create value for other people. And so I really feel like it's it's you are kind of the the generalist, right? You are the person that's really the captain of the ship to lead it forward. Yeah. And I, I love that kind of metaphor you talked about learning and knowing these different languages because I think mm-hmm. so many times in business there's so many different moving parts that it's really hard to control everything, but you want to be mm-hmm. able to be versed in that that knowledge and language, whether you're working or you're working with experts like yourself to be able to understand exactly what's going on. And and I think that you talked about that decision piece when with the the business coach that was telling you to do X, Y, and Z. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of times we forget that the decisions that we make allow us to be able to serve our clients on a higher level, because if you had not made that decision, maybe we'd be having an entirely different conversation. So sometimes those decisions that we make add up into the impact that we can have as well. Exactly. Awesome. 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 Well, Chris, truly appreciate that. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get all of you, subscribe to the podcast and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah. I just say, I encourage you guys that no matter what level you're at, man, it's, there's always another level. There's always a next and and keep that fire burning. That's the big thing. You can follow me one of two places. You can either go to moneyripples.com, like you mentioned earlier, or you can go follow my podcast, The Chris Miles Money Show, that you can find on iTunes or any other podcast app as well. But yeah, love to serve you any way I can. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Truly appreciate that, Chris. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too. But I appreciate all the work that you do. Appreciate the time that you took today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.